0: Moncrief on News Talk. Anyway, in the meantime, let's look at uh, more pressing matters around the world. Jonathan DeBurker Butler joins us once again to bring us news from around the planet. Afternoon, Jonathan. Sure, how you uh, Right, uh, North Korea. Uh, we're going to go to first and. This for, like you know, was this footage of an actual trial that took place in North Korea.
1: Yeah, it seems that it was the sentencing rather than the trial. I'm right, not sure they okay. have trials in North Korea. Yes, so. yeah, good point. Yeah. <laughs> it was the, it was the sentencing um of two 12-year-old boys. Sorry, two 16-year-old boys, excuse me, who were sentenced to 12 years hard labor. Uh and their sin was watching K-drama. Now for those who don't know, but I'm sure you've probably heard of K-pop and how popular <clears throat> yeah, that is. Yeah around the world k-drama is similar it's very popular around the world as well and for obvious reasons uh people in the north or the the authorities in the north uh, obviously don't like people in the north watching it because they oh, yeah. call it decadent recordings okay and they don't like um they don't like seeing how the other half live, quite literally. Um, I mean, North Korean propaganda basically states that the people in the south are poorer than they are, mm. and that people in the in the north are much better off. Uh, and so, you wouldn't want to be watching films uh, or or drama or listen to their music at all, because you'd be getting notions about living in some of these places where uh, where these dramas are shot. Mm. So these two boys were caught anyway uh, watching this K-drama and as I said, um, they were they were uh, sentenced to the 12 years of hard labour. The video seems to have been circulated in North Korea, uh, into universities and into schools as a sort of... Um, a lesson. Yeah, yeah, as a lesson to people, don't do this or else. And indeed, there was a law that was brought in in 2020, would you believe, which... Um, uh, which means that uh, watching or distributing South Korean entertainment is punish- punishable by death, and there are cases where people have been shot to death for uh, listening to K-pop, for example, yeah. or distributing it to friends. Um, so uh, the people who did this report it came from the BBC, are saying that it's a sign that uh, you know they're in the north, they're really cracking down on this kind of thing. Uh, there was a period maybe about ten or twelve years ago where it was kind of okay to watch. Uh, Entertainment from the South because things were going not badly Mm, between the uh. two countries, Uh, but things have gone gone from bad to worse recently. I don't know if you saw, actually, it's not connected necessarily to this story, but I don't know if you saw that the authorities there in Korea have now taken it out of their constitution, the aspiration to reunite with South Korea. Right. So they're basically saying, we don't even want to do that anymore. That's quite worrying, um, mm-hmm. but I, I think this is
0: uh, this is a shocking bit of news. Like two, uh, I, I, I know, well, it's hard to say because I assume you can listen to K-pop or, or, or get a K-drama if you've got. Uh, it, you can get it over your phone, so you know you just go down to the border and. Yeah, I it mean, and then there's not as, much as far they as they
1: can it, do I, I, I don't know how it works. To be honest with you, or, or how mm-hmm. how things are are blocked off, or, or what kind of access they have. Um, but obviously if you're caught doing it, these are the consequences.
0: Yeah. Right. Uh, New Zealand, we're going to go to next, uh, and MPs resign there uh, following allegations of shoplifting.
1: Yeah, it's a bizarre story. This is a 42-year-old MP by the name of Galriz Garaman. Now, um, uh, Golriz Garaman, very interesting story. She was an MP for the Green Party. Uh, before that, um, she and her family came to New Zealand from Iran when she was nine. So in 2017, when she was first elected as an MP, she became the first refugee in the country to be elected as an MP and she joined the government, obviously, under Jacinda Ardern. It would have fit very well with the profile at the time. Um, And uh, she was um, the party justice uh, spokesperson as well for a period, all right? So uh, she was a very high-profile lawyer in New Zealand as well. Um, but now she's had to resign and uh, that's because she has been accused of shoplifting. Now, initially, when I saw this story last week, she hadn't been charged with any crime. Since then, she's had three charges brought against her. So she's alleged to have stolen three items from two clothing stores, one in Auckland and one in Wellington. And then I saw today that that's been updated. And then there's another accusation been levelled against her uh, for shoplifting in Wellington. Now, she has come out. To be fair to her, she's owning it, right? Yeah, okay. And she's saying that she's not making any excuses. But she said in a quote, it's not a behaviour that she could explain because it's not rational in any way. And after medical evaluation, she said she understands that she's not well. Now, that's her statement. Yeah, statement then obviously has to come from the Green Party leadership who have basically blamed it on the online abuse that she's been suffering ever since she became a pretty hof- high-profile um MP in 2017, so she's contesting against three things, her views her Iranian Iranian background and obviously the fact that she's a woman so she's getting, she was getting targeted left, right and centre so the implicate, or the what the leader is kind of saying here is that because of the pressure that's been put on her, this has led to mental health difficulties and this is why she's gone shoplifting. But it's a bizarre story and uh, it still has it still has a while to run this one, I think, yeah, as well.
0: Yeah, it's, well, generally speaking, a, a sad case anyway. Yeah. Right, uh, New Caledonia. Uh, we're going to go to uh, next. Where is New Caledonia and what size is it? Yeah, New Caledonia
1: is about 1,200 kilometres east of Australia. It's about two and a half size the Times of Cork and it has a population of just under 300,000. Uh, so that's that's relatively important because it's, 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 it's relevant to this story. So what happened there last year, early last year, there was three shark attacks, and one of those was fatal, an Australian tourist was killed while he was out swimming. Um, So in order to address that particular problem, the authorities there, they did two things. They ordered a cull and they also ordered the erection of three nets around three different beaches where obviously uh, tourists go, right? So I I guess the net is controversial in its own way because of biodiversity and all that kind of thing, but the cull is the big problem. Mm. And there were several NGOs headed up by an environmental group called Ensemble pour le Planète, Together for the Planet, that took the authorities to court in New Caledonia and basically said that this wasn't right. right? Now, to cut a long story short, the court in New Caledonia has now ordered the authorities to stop the culling uh, because they say that the culls were disproportionate in regard to the aim of protecting human life. In other words, these culls would have no benefit to human life, or at least they were disproportionate. Now, as it stands, this uh, environmental group uh, together for the planet are delighted with that uh, decision, But they say that that doesn't mean that the authorities, A, can't come back and appeal and that B, that if they come back with amendments, or different ways of performing the call, and I don't know the methods exactly that's been used, uh, that perhaps um, it, it will be, you know, that it'll be allowed to go ahead. But for now that that call um uh, they've put a stop to it, okay, uh,
0: the, is there any really explanation as to why there's been an increase in in attacks by sharks
1: okay so there's probably a couple of strands to this, first of yeah. all, we don't know for sure, yeah, okay, okay, but we do know, so there's a, an organization called the Florida Museum of Natural History that does the numbers for shark attacks around the world, right very briefly in between nineteen fifty eight and nineteen eighty there was five attacks, okay, three okay. of those were fatal. Between 2001 and 2020, there was 42 attacks and seven of those were fatal. So you see that that's kind of an eightfold increase, right? However, the population, this is the bit that they didn't include in the report, but I had a look at the population in New Caledonia has gone from 68,000 in 1958 to nearly 300,000 in 2020. So you're talking more more, people. More people to bite. More more people to bite, more tourism, obviously. I don't know the figures around that, but also more sewage going into the sea and, and all sorts of, Crap right, going okay. into the Literally. sea that might yeah. attract the sharks, but we don't know for sure, right? And this is this is people who've been interviewed yeah. as well who, who who can't say for sure, and we don't know if those attacks are necessarily s- sustained. They seem to happen in in sort of uh, fits and starts, if you like. Mm. So it's no surprise that three happened at the same time necessarily. But anyway, they've put a stop to the call for now.
0: Yeah. Okay. Uh- <laughs> You still, I still wouldn't go swimming though. No, uh, I, no I, even though I, I, they put say? a
1: great big net up <laughs> yeah. on one of the most popular beaches, <laughs> but I'd probably avoid it for now.
0: Uh, right, uh, the US we're going to go to uh, next, and uh, eBay's paying out three million dollars in a harassment case. Yeah, Who were they it,
1: harassing? It, it, this is a bizarre story. Um, this involves, as you said, eBay. Uh, it's it's centered around Massachusetts. Okay, so this all came through the U.S. Attorney's Office in the Districts of Massachusetts, and it involves. A uh, 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 husband and a wife, Ina and David Steiner, who used to produce a newsletter uh, which they called e-commerce bites, right? And quite often they would slag off eBay uh, in the, in this particular mm. in this particular newsletter. eBay weren't particularly happy about it, and a man by the name of Jim Baugh, who's the now former director of safety and security, took it upon himself to target this couple for producing this particular newsletter, right? He brought in six colleagues. And they went about harassing them and intimidating them over the course of three or four years, right? So they sent them live insects, they sent them uh, a funeral wreath, oh, a fetal God. pig. They installed a tracking device on the couple's car and created posts on Craigslist, uh, sorry, on Craigslist, inviting sexual encounters at their home. So absolutely bizarre stuff, and it's it's really. Quite a, 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 far, a quite a, a terrible thing to do. Yeah, yeah. Just to you know show loyalty to your company, uh, but this is what they did. There was an investigation launched in 2021. One of those employees was sentenced to 18 months in prison, and then the following year, Jim Ball was sentenced to five years in prison. So he's he's doing his time there. Obviously the. the You know they they were seeking damages, and Mm, I think a settlement has been has been reached now at this stage uh, for three million dollars for the two poor people who went through that terrible drama. That's
0: extraordinary. Uh, Right, France, we're going to go to uh, finally, and this is an odd one, uh, Jonathan, in the sense that it's almost like you're turning a post office into a shop. because you go to a shop and you try and close, now you go to a post office and try and
1: close. Yeah, absolutely. So this is, the post office, La Poste, is experimenting with in-branch changing rooms, right? So they're basically seeing an increase in the amount of parcels that are being delivered. People go and they pick them up and they're saying that people are coming, then coming, going home, trying them on, coming back five minutes later to send the parcels back. Mm. So they said, right, we'll come up with an idea where we'll create a changing room. We'll make it in the the shape of, of, and the colour of the French mailbox that you see, you know, all around the place. You can go in there, you can try on the dress or the pair of trousers and if they don't fit, you can just go back to the desk and uh, and send them back. And uh, they're saying, you know, it's something that's convenient for them. But I suppose they're also trying to make post offices relevant again. So it's an excuse for bringing people um, into the branches and uh, hopefully they'll buy coffee if it goes to that point where they'll end <laughs> up selling them coffee in post offices. Or
0: and, and I imagine that your ordinary retail outlets uh, have they they're getting a kick in as it is from online yeah. uh, 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 they're probably not too happy about No this. well
1: you know any excuse for the French to be unhappy let's yes, be honest indeed, All right, yeah. and, and uh, if there's any sort of sniff of a strike uh, they, they'll go for it. Um, so the French Retailers Association which represents about 450,000 small shops They've said that they are not particularly happy about this um, and they're saying that it poses serious risks to the vibrancy of local economies if it's rolled out nationally. And, you know, they're very protective, in fairness to them, they're very protective of their small shops and their boutiques and it's really what makes the place so unique, so... they might get some support in that.
0: Yeah, right. So, what should we look out for uh, this coming week, Jonathan?
1: Yeah, obviously the New Hampshire primaries are on today. Um, so uh, Nikki Hilly
0: gets place. to lose by an even bigger margin. Yeah, well, <laughs> apparently,
1: apparently, I was just reading before I came in there. She has struck the first blow. Uh, she has won in a place called Dixville Notch, where there's six registered voters, and they all went for her. Okay, so well, she's I'll in see. the lead uh, as it stands. Okay, there you nil. go. I take that so it's back. a good then. start. Yeah, yeah, a surge. Uh, There's a massive general strike in Argentina against the new president, Javier Millet, who's going in there with his chainsaw and cutting uh, jobs left, right and centre. So don't be going there anytime soon because it will be shut down. Um, There's workers in an Amazon fulfillment centre in Birmingham also uh, who are going on strike on the 25th. Mm. They're... Fighting for their rights there a little bit, yeah. and things are changing over time. Yeah. Uh, the 25th, they chose that because it's a year after the first strike that happened in Coventry last yeah. year. And then on the 27th, uh, it's Holocaust Memorial Day.
0: Okay, that's all to look out for this coming uh, seven days. Jonathan DeBurke Butler, thanks a million Thank as you. ever. Moncrief, weekdays at 2 p.m. on News Talk.